Hello, hello, hello. I'm late. I'm late. I was kind of all not all over the place today, but had a few things that um taking interest in and trying to invest my money. Welcome to Traveling Talent Ministries presents Talk to Us Teens by your hosts, me, myself, and I, Terry J. Like I said, I was all over the place. Not all over the place, because I'm uh, sort of in training mode. Anyway, I had a few things. I couldn't start at 8 o'clock today because I had a few things that, um, for one, I was watching a webinar. And two, some other thing that I'm investing in. Uh, sort of had a meeting at the same time that I agreed to come on and do my uh, podcast show. I haven't shared yet. So right now, so far from what I can see, it's these podcast shows are going um, on Spotify, Apple, all sorts of little uh, iconic um, podcast sites uh, now. That, you know, if you go into them, you can look. So, right now, basically, I'm looking to invest. And I'm looking at a lot of different options, listening to a lot of different options, learning a lot of different options, and just, you know, praying and just asking God, basically, give me the strength to do what it is to need, what I need to do. But I believe the last iPod was I was 15 years old. Um, just giving you a little bit about me, you know, learning about me, um, and me doing the best I can can remember what I can remember about my teenage years. Um, you know, and, you know, my rebellion towards authority and, uh, you know, my demanding my freedom and, you know, maybe a small inferiority complex. Let me see, 16, 16, 16, 16, 16. <clears throat> 16 years old, I was definitely getting high. Um, only this time, uh, well, it was just the weed, actually. I never really started uh, doing anything else, maybe until it got introduced to me, maybe. I may have been a little older. 16, I was uh, still basically teasing and not pleasing. Unlike some of what I'm seeing now these days with uh, girls uh, 16 years old these days. Um, unfortunately, my sister was pregnant at 16, so she was a little fat, hot ass too. She was a fast, hot ass too. So, you know, I also learned a lot from her, <laughs> from hanging with her at my age of 16. So uh, I got a firsthand experience on being fast. And uh, when I say being fast, girls, it means that fucking and getting pregnant and at an early age, you know, is definitely real. And it's definitely some type of precaution that you want to watch out for, at, at, you know, at 16. <laughs> for real, because a lot of things we think we know, we don't know. <laughs> I know I thought I knew some shit, but uh, until things, some certain live action things uh, start happening, like diseases and uh, uh, oh, shoot, diseases, uh, rape, 
you know, things like that. Um, making those, not making the right choices and being irresponsible and not paying attention, um, led me down, uh, you know, a dark road where I did have, you know, some experiences, uh, with those areas that I, uh, spoke of previously about, um, diseases and rape and, um, things like that. They were definitely, you know, some things, like I said, that I was experimenting at the age of 16. Now, I've been hanging around my sister since I was uh, 13. And she pretty much showed me what not to do. I took that shit seriously because I was like, I ain't trying no fucking kids, all them goddamn kids and, and no damn young age and da-da-da. And it's like, you know, you'll never get to have a life. Your life is raising your kids at this point is what I learned from her. So a lot of things that I was doing when I was 14 and 15... I still was kind of hanging around my sister, but I kind of was all over the place because I was hanging out with my older sister, Desi, and I was hanging out with my cousin, Lisa. Then I was hanging out with another girlfriend of mine um, that I do remember something um, when I was 16. Her name was Lisa and um, tall, light skinned, red bone, beautiful young lady could sing her ass off. Her and her sister, maybe a couple of members of her family, too, from hanging around, you know. And hang around them and listening to them and um things like that. Um on the verge of being hanging around these different people, like like I said, my sister Desi, um my friend of uh thirty something years, Dion, I you know, born and off her, you know, um you see I'm trying to figure out some other people I was hanging around when I was sixteen, fucking up and doing shit and getting all into <laughs> type of fucking trouble. <laughs> All kind of shit that I was doing. Um, let's say, well, I know I still wasn't having sex. I wasn't doing that. I wasn't having sex because I'm um, pretty much like I said. Uh, my sister, my sister showed me a lot of what not to do. Far as far as responsibilities, anyway. She was a beautiful person. Everybody loved her, um, and and she definitely was a fighter. She fought for her family. She, me, and her basically loved the ground that each other walked on. We were literally inseparable together, and it was like what we both needed in our lives because she wasn't as close to her older sister as I was as close to her, you know, her being my older sister. So they were on two, two different uh, wavelengths uh, at the time. Um, she had not finished school either, my sister Desi. And um, Renee, she was her older, that's with her older sister with her mother because her and Renee had different fathers. And uh, Renee was like the nerdy one or whatever like that. And, you know, the quiet kept one or whatever, da-da-da. And so, you know, we didn't really hang around her very much. And I don't think Desi hung around her very much either. She had this crazy-ass boyfriend at the time of uh, named Kelvin, who was Sherelle and Davon's father, my niece and nephew. Um, they were inseparable together as well. They were too cute. And that was another uh, learning stage for me as to shit not to do and, you know, in relationships and you know, he led a pretty fast life himself where he was out there, you know, in the streets, running around, trying to make a dollar out of 15 cents. Uh, I guess for what at this time, maybe because Desi got pregnant with, you know, the babies. I mean, real handsome guy. Ah, Kelvin was the looker. He definitely was. He was a looker. And Desi with her brown eyes, you know, they were, they just, like I said, they just felt like they were inseparable without each other. And Kelvin would fight a fucking rock for her ass. <laughs> he would fight a goddamn rock for Desi's ass or any initiative of a new boyfriend coming in the picture. He would definitely, you would have to pass the initiation with him first. So they were too cute. You know, showing me 
you know, at 16, I'm paying attention at this time. I'm still not having sex. I'm basically having fun and enjoying my freedom is what I was doing because I damn sure wasn't in school. And like I said, um, and also, you know, a part of it, you know, me wanting to be fucking grown and fast and all that shit was making sure I had a job. So making sure I always had my own fucking money in my pocket. Because one thing my mother and father did teach me, always had mad motherfucking money because motherfuckers get mad day come. That's something Sterling told me. Get mad day come. That shit is serious. You want to be able to have your way to get the fuck away from them if, if that's what you have to do. Uh, so that was important to me. So a lot I was learning, um, wasn't very, um, smart about how I was spending my money at the time, but I definitely at the time saved it. And I knew fucking well, I did not like giving that shit away. I did not like giving that shit away, period. I was a selfish ass motherfucker. I didn't like giving my money away. Um, I can remember even when I started going to church, all I used to give is $1. And it's like, are you serious? I know you're not just making a hundred dollars every time you get paid and that's all you're giving. Oh, I was a selfish motherfucker. And God, yeah, God, yeah, he, 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 he punished me for that too. Yeah, you, you get what you give, honey. You don't, you don't get shit. So learn, know that at your age, <laughs> at 16, if you don't give, you don't get shit. Okay, you be selfish or whatever. It's best out here nowadays anyway to be safe and to make sure that you have your own motherfucking money just in case we get mad money day, I mean, a little, get mad day come. And, you know, motherfuckers get mad and they won't get the motherfucking attitude. So, you know, you might want to keep you some money. And in positive way, when I say, you know, safe, I mean, we know p- people are going to great lengths uh, these days to make money. Even with these social medias on site now, um, I- I've I've heard of something where the girls are taking pictures in their bathing suits or lingerie or, lingerie or whatever like that to get money. You know, and people give them money. And I remember at a uh, a few, yeah, well, it was in my thirties, I believe. I did some shit like that. I took a picture of my pussy, and uh, this girl, the, the my best friend, um, she won this job with this guy had a crush on me or whatever. And this was the time that we were doing uh, my little, uh, what you kind of introduced me to an independent uh, way of life. Uh, I might want to speak on, but I want to find out if it's okay to say stuff like that first because I want to put people's names and shit in here and, you know, and they're like, hey, you say that shit, blah, 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 blah. So, um, yeah, I did that before too. So I'm learning from that. You know, these teenagers out here these days uh, were, they're way more faster than I was. I must say that. I must say that. And also, if any any teenagers are listening, be careful. Because trust me, this shit ain't easy out here. Fucking around with these people out here. There's child trafficking and all kinds of bullshit that's going on around right now. With these young fucking girls, they want to be fast and grown. They want to make money or be like Megan and Cardi B and all them goddamn people. No offense, I love both of them. But they're getting their money safely <laughs> now. Get it? Okay? So they are rich. They got their money safe and probably responsibly. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know about their lives. But I know that they're getting money and, 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 and you, the one that's trying to be like them, may not be because you might be spending all your money trying to be like them. Uh-uh. Take a different road is what the fuck I suggest. Go a different road. Save your fucking money and, 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 and invest in yourself and all the things that you know that you like to do in your free time, which you're probably not fucking paying no attention to right now, you know, because most of the free time with these teenagers these days is looking at their damn phone. 
So maybe you might want to spend some time in investing in chiropractors because your neck is going to be hurting like shit when you get older. Just because of the things that you did when you get wild. I'm telling you, this shit is for real. People, teenagers, my nieces and nephews, trust me, I had 25 nieces and nephews, honey. Subtract probably my two. And I think my two are subtracted because I only had two kids. And that's why when I seen my kids, my sister being fast, I was like, no, I don't want that responsibility yet. And I like my money to myself right now. And, you know, I would like to be a little bit more responsible than I was when I got pregnant with Delano and Thea. But I learned a lot watching my sisters. Um, uh, No shade. So I was pretty much being responsible. Another thing I have a tendency of doing is when I'm in the middle of a conversation like I am now, sometimes I lose my train of thought. So forgive me if I, forgive me if I switch because I lose my train of thought sometimes and I'll jump on a different subject quick. So forgive me if I switch up because I'm, I'm saying it now because I kind of forgot the point. I want to make the points. I kind of forgot them. Um, and that's why I want to be reminded that I, I do that shit sometimes. I mean, that's just something I do. I mean, ain't nobody damn perfect. But I know it was about my sister and um, showing me how to be uh, more responsible with, uh, you know, my life and just watching things from afar. And at this time, I was just still big on respect and and dudes respecting me and and, you know I was mean I'm gonna tell you I was a mean ass bitch when I was 16 I ain't ain't gonna even lie my sisters and them can tell you I was a bitch when I was 16 years old because I seen so many things happen to people and so many things with men disrespecting women and you know things like that and as a child you know I happened to see something that was very devastating for me as a child so and it involved a man so I just don't you know I just didn't I just I don't know if that was the way I why I was like that um, being protective of my feelings and my heart and my body especially because I seen that or, you know, I, I've tried to evaluate on so many levels um, after seeing that, what it, what it was. Well, as I, if I, when I started thinking about it anyway, when I got older, thinking about what I saw as a little girl. And I'm thinking, like, you know, no, nah, there ain't no motherfucking man gonna ever do that to me. I don't play that shit. I don't take that shit. I ain't take no shit off these motherfuckers, you know. And it's kind of like I already made that shit, you know, relevant right then and there. Like, nah, fuck that. I ain't taking no shit off. None of these niggas, any niggas I see doing that. Uh, I'm considering some punk ass motherfucking niggas, you know, as far as I'm concerned, you know, <laughs> I would probably, you know, you know, at the time you was talking shit, you know what I'm saying? I kid ass, they fucking me like, hit me like that or do this or do that or whatever like that. And, you know, so I was still, you know, I was seeing guys, you know, teasing and not pleasing, rubbing, you know, letting them bite on my pussy through my jeans and shit like that you know I just I wasn't really doing shit you know what I'm saying I mean little stuff like that like I said teasing and and not pleasing it's mostly um what I was doing at that age and I believe that's the age that I moved around Oxen Hill Village and we we first this was our first move to Maryland because you know we had been living in DC all of our lives so this was our first move to Maryland when we moved over in Oxen Hill Village, I was 16 years old. And like I said, still fairly inquisitive, but knew a little bit about responsibilities and, and, and what came with it. As far as, uh, you know, sex and money and, you know, relationships, having kids, boyfriend at a young ass age and shit like that and kissing and fucking and all that kind of stuff. You know, I certainly had a you know, small hold on it or whatever like that. Um, But you know how that thing they say, 
once you pop, you can't stop. <laughs> well, that ain't true. Because, <laughs> um, like I said, hanging out with my sister. I was mostly hanging out with my sister at this age. Um, we hung together a lot. Like I said, that was my road dog. She still is. Because she didn't visit me more than anybody else that's died. That was intimate. Well, her and my dad, anyway. I'm still waiting for Curry and Mark to visit me a little more than they do. But they're probably exploring right now or doing all the things that they wanted to do for so many years that they had, were held captive in their, within their own selves. And they never let anything out and never let, you know, I don't know if they wanted or ever decided. Um, but I know my sister was using her talents um, of her gift of gab and her gift of humility and, and humanitarian behavior of caring for others and just keeping it real with people and just being herself and what she liked to do. She loved music. She loved reading. Um, she, she, she danced. She wasn't a dancer or anything like that, but she loved a lot of things. And, um, she, she, uh, it's kind of hard for me to talk about right now because I miss her so much. Um, you know, she, she passed of cancer 2015. Um, and for so many years, it was like, you know, she she didn't have but one job. She did graduate from high school. She didn't go to college, but she did have one job that she managed to hold on to for years, a couple of years, I guess, before. Maybe she didn't want to get put up, cut off public assistance or whatever like that and whatever, for reasons she started working. So she went to college at some point, too, to um, study for being a teacher. She was a very great teacher, very great with kids as far as respect and respect for yourself and others and discipline and cleanliness and things like that. She wasn't a junkie person, but she wasn't a cleanest person either. But she, you know, she really enjoyed, uh, you know, teaching kids. And that was just something that she liked to do before, um, I believe she was trying to do, before she, you know, found out her battle with cancer in 2010. Um, and with her, uh, you know, she she taught me a lot, too. Um, you know, about being timid and not really speaking up and, you know... I think some things at times uh, with certain people she held in and didn't voice, you know, um, uh, especially if people she may have been scared or um, intimidated by. But her house was another house that I used that um, that I visited later on in my 20s and stuff like that when she was able to move out of my own house. But watching her grow up and having to take care of her and my sister and... Um, their attitudes and behavior. I gave her hell. I joned on her every day. Um, you know, I <laughs> I made my cousin Robin slap her until she fought her back. You know, stuff like I used to do like stuff like that. At the <laughs> that was younger than sixteen. I used to do stuff like that <laughs> to my little sisters and brothers. It's like y'all can't be punks. Y'all need to be motherfucking instead of motherfucking suckers around here and shit. Y'all ain't gonna be no motherfucking punks. I might fuck with y'all. Y'all gonna be able to fight that motherfucking ass back. Y'all ain't gonna be just sitting there just you know. I can't be fighting all that battle because I would, but I couldn't. So I was like, yeah, I used to do shit like that to my sisters and brothers. I was a hell on wheels. But anyway, I finally decided to have sex at sixteen. So, uh, yeah, mother, I did. 16. I was 16 years old. Yes, I was. Um, and I decided to have sex. And more or less, I was doing it because everybody else was doing it 
something to do, something considered it is like you're grown or, you know, this, that, the other, maybe, da, 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 I'm having sex now, whatever the fuck that was. <laughs> so, yeah, but, um, yeah, I did do that. Um, it was the Monday after my birthday, February 9th, my birthday is February 9th, 9th. my birthday was on, um, I know I forgot what day it was on, but I know that Monday that came because it must have been towards the end of the weekend. So that Monday, when that Monday came, I had I f- had sex with my first guy. After all the smooching and teasing, not pleasing and biting and um, pussy and rubbing and doing whatever and titty sucking and whatever little dumb shit I used to do to, so I wouldn't have sex. I was I tired of teasing myself. It was like, man, come on now. What's, what else is next after this? I'm like, okay, this is fun because I don't know why everybody want to eat my pussy all the time. I'm like, damn, I mean, what is about this one? Does it smell good or something? Look good or whatever? Like, nah, I mean, I did get some good complaints on how pretty it is. But um, anyway, like I was saying, um, I did it. I'd had sex. My first boyfriend, his name was K- Kibby, K-I-B-B-Y. His real name was Kevin, uh, Kevin McQueen or something. I forgot. It's, it's Mac, Kevin Mac something. I still know him when I see him, though. He lost it. He got a little weight on him now, but he still look good, though. So anyway, my other best friend, he's a male because I make sure I had me a male best friend, which I'm be ready to link back up with him anyway because he's a, he was, um, you know, he was, uh, the referee, I guess, in between making sure we get together and do this thing. Now, the first time we tried to do it, um, we were in his basement and his mother's house or something, and we have had things, try to have things set up where we can, you know, do it or whatever like that, because I guess, you know, like I said, it might have been the thing to do. I don't know why. I can't remember right to this day why I did it. I can't. I don't know. Because it's like, I've been talking to Kibby for a while, Kevin, for a while. But it's like, I wasn't thinking about having sex with him. Like I said, it was like the thing to do type of shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, some shit to do, you know, just because everybody else was doing it. So, and I, you know, and it's like, and I'm going to go ahead and do it this time. Because even though my mother did tell me, tell us that it hurt. You know, I kept psyching myself out for years up until that point. Like, well, shit. You know, I don't know. I ain't gonna never find out what kind of that I finally do it or whatever. So I did it, and um, it wasn't as bad as, as I thought. The cherry did pop because I did see the blood. Um, so Kibby did pop the cherry, and, and I don't even know if he knew he was my first dick that I've ever had. <laughs> I don't know if he knew that or not. I think I may have told him. Um and when he when the, the first time in the basement with BF it didn't work out. Um BF tried to hook us up because I was just hanging out, smoking, chilling, just doing what the fuck I want to do. And basically it was because my mother let me do it. She ain't really put that shit down on me like my father would have did. You understand? And I basically uh, thought that it was a hair as being a pushover at times. It was like, you know, I can do the fuck I want to do when I want to do it, you know? And still have, you know, a roof over my head and food and all that kind of stuff. And I, that's why in later years, I had to apologize to my because I was a goddamn fool. I was. I was a goddamn fool. And um, on a jump subjects again, I wanted to tell y'all about when I used to hang out with Lisa Richardson. Um, but I was a goddamn fool. And I want to keep it right there. Now, I'll go back to the sex thing. Um, but I just want to tell you how I met Lisa and how much fun we had hanging out together as well. We were getting high and stuff. But, you know, 
we 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 were safe. Um, all our friends had cars and things like that. Not always. That's that's the one thing too. Um, that I did when I was a teenager. When I decided I wanted to hang out, I would always carry some type of protection with me. That's my father. He t- he said, "Yeah, carry some. Always carry some type of protection with you." You know what I mean? So my stepmother was the first person that gave me some mace that I got fucking expelled out of school for. Um, because stupid ass Melvin gonna spray it in this Chinese dude's eyes instead of this motherfucker going to the bathroom. This motherfucker gonna go to the principal's office and shit. And got me and him expelled out the motherfucking eighth grade at Robert Goddard Middle School. So I had to go uh, to Heinz in D.C. And I was scared. Because even though I was from D.C., I was a fucking punk. I was a fucking scaredy cat. But I already knew after I got out of sixth grade with that shit that happened with Norma that I wasn't, you know, being no punk no motherfucking more. I'm fighting back when I get in the gym to high school. Any motherfucking body want to fight me, I'm fighting their ass back. So that's the way I was with that when when that change became and I had to go over there and go to a school, um, you know, over there in D.C. with my mother because we, we lived off of um, Harford Street Southeast uh, when... Uh, I believe that happened, and I came back on over at 14, came back on over to live with my mother. Plus, I didn't want to live with my father no more because he was too strict. I was just that serious about my motherfucking freedom. I was that serious about my goddamn freedom that I was a fucking complete asshole, but not to my dad. My dad ain't play that shit. I didn't play with him. You know how they say don't play with me now, now? I didn't play with my dad now. I played my motherfucking mother because she let me, but I didn't play with my dad. I didn't do that because I was like, shit, I ain't going over there. I ain't fucking with her. I ain't playing. <laughs> I ain't doing it. You know what I'm saying? So I, I just, I didn't play with him. But, you know, when she said or threatened to call him, I would definitely straighten my ass up. I did not want to be playing with my damn father. But anyway, um, Lisa, I met her, um, um, I don't know, I don't think I was high this day, but I was living around Oxford Village. I was sitting in between some cars on the, on this little low part of the curve down there, um, and just sitting there, just looking stupid. I always been like a loner. So it's like, you know, I want to meet somebody, I want to hang out with somebody, but you know, I don't want nobody to tease me. I always used to get teased. Even as cute as I am, as cute as my mother had me dressing at 16, bitches would still tease me and be jealous of me because I used to wear motherfucking new clothes to school every week. You know what I'm saying? I had, you know, my mother kept me looking nice, but she just didn't make my ass stay in fucking school. So I had an inferiority complex, I guess, about that. Uh, girls teasing me and being jealous. That's the story of my fucking life. Bitches was always goddamn jealous or think I'm trying to take their man. Used to make up shit like, did you call me a bitch? You know, all this old stuff because they were jealous and they wanted to motherfucking fight. But then, yeah, I was fighting back then. I made that decision when I got from out of the sixth grade into the seventh grade. Uh, there ain't no more this bullshit about not fighting. Around 10, what was it, 10, 11, 12, I was like, oh, hell no, no. Motherfuckers hit me, I'm hitting back. Especially when I get in junior high school. I wasn't going to have that shit up in no fucking junior high school. I still got teased. I still, bitches was still jealous. Uh, you know, them men would look at me and they would get mad and all that shit. I'm the fuck you getting mad with me for, bitch? I'm just your man up there looking at me. I ain't say nothing to him. He said something to me or whatever. You know, story of my fucking life, man. That was that was the most of my life getting teased and you know, when I was younger getting slapped around and don't do shit, being a little motherfucking punk, don't say shit, don't not, you know, cause I don't wanna be with too, you know, I wanna be to myself. That's the way I was acting, you know what I'm saying? I used to like to be to myself. 
I ain't really, you know, really was no hangout motherfucking person, you know, to be hanging out around the motherfucking body or nothing like that. So when I was sitting there in between the cars, Lisa had just happened to come out of one of the buildings and went between. And she saw me sitting there. She, you know, had walked through. She was walking through that way, um, you know, to go to get out to where she was going, you know, where she was walking to. And I was just sitting there looking stupid, you know, basically looking like <laughs> I don't have nobody to play with. 16 years old now. I'm sitting there looking stupid. Like, I don't have nobody to play with. I was far from my building. I was around the corner in the complex. I was still, but I was still outside. You know, it's like I wanted friends, but then again, I ain't want friends. Lisa came up or whatever like that and um, and said, what you sitting right here by yourself like that for? She was like, what's your name? I was like, Terry. She was like, oh, my name is Lisa. Why are you sitting right here by yourself like that? I said, no reason. Just again, and the man in my face looking like, I ain't gonna play with. But she's like, come on, girl. Come on. Hang out with me. Hang out with me. Or whatever like that. So she introduced me around. Um, you know, once again, bitches, you know. I'm looking cute, you know what I'm saying? Da 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 ba ba. Bitches jealous, low key, trying to act like they like me because I was with Lisa, and you know, low key, they jealous, talking about me every chance they get, looking at each other, laughing and giggling. You know, this is the reason why I want to hang out with motherfucking people. Then I start saying fuck bitches. After a minute, I start showing off for them bitches. I'm like, oh, you want to laugh and joan and talk, and you know, you got something to say. You know, whatever like that. And after a while, I started laughing and joning her. I mean, joning back on their ass or just laughing. Because I know, and I would show off. Without even saying anything, I just automatically knew that they was jealous. Because me and Lisa was hanging out. And me and Lisa had got close. And we weren't gay. We were just close. We were just, you know, she was my friend. And I really loved Lisa. I mean, she was that type of person that's a care, caregiving person. You understand? She was like, you know a person that, you know, likes to help people or like to make sure people have fun or make to like like to make people feel accepted. You know, you're accepted. You know, it's not just because of this, that, and the other that you're da 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 but I don't know what made her grab me up off that sidewalk that day, that off the girl off curve like that. I don't know why she did it. And I don't have no idea to this day why she did it. And I'm not mad at her for doing it. I'm actually, I'm glad that she did it. Because, you know, that came to help me to stop being so standoffish. Because I'm telling you, y'all, I was fucking strange. I was a strange-ass teenager. I wasn't like the rest of the teenager. I, I demanded my freedom now. And, 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 you know, didn't have respect for authority and had a little small inferiority complex or whatever, goddammit. But I still was an asshole. Even to those people I come back con came in contact with and I didn't agree with them on certain things about being fast and, and, and in life, you know. I remember slapping a few niggas too for touching my ass and shit like that. I was old-fashioned at my age for real because of what I seen. All that I seen and, and may have been through a little bit. Hanging out with my sister watching her fast ass. But, um, yeah, she took my hand still, you know, people, we hung out for a while, getting high, going places, then, you know, did this and that and the other, spend the night over each other's house. And my dumb ass on one night decides that I want to go off my journey, so I'm going to go over stay at my sister's house for a while. So my mother got mad, had the last straw. You leave this motherfucking house, she ain't cuss. You leave this house, you leave the fucking keys on the table. And she ain't cuss. And remind her, that's just me. But, um, girl, why my dumb ass? Pull my motherfucking keys out and put the motherfuckers right on the table. Like, that is just, my motherfucking freedom is just that fucking important to me that anything can happen to me tonight. And I might not know where I could be sleeping at because I knew I had somewhere to go and knew this had somewhere to sleep. I was like, fuck it. I'm going to fuck it. Okay, here get your keys. 
lo and behold, there is a true God because my mother prayed for us every day probably that we left the house being this stupid-ass young girl, you know, that thinking she grown and, and, you know, da-da-da. And I always felt like I always demanded my freedom, you know? And that's why I'm exploring so much about myself right now, feeling so happy about things because I've always been free. I got in trouble for it a lot of times. I didn't really get in no legal trouble. You know, matter of fact, I ain't really getting no, I ain't getting no fucking legal trouble until I got older, like 18, 19, something like that. One time I got caught stealing out of Woodward and Lothrop's or some shit like that. And I was nervous about that. I think I had Delano then, but um, I'm not sure. And then another thing I did, only other thing I've been in jail for was what I did to my husband. <laughs> he called himself putting his hands on me, but uh, I'll discuss that in another show. <laughs> Maybe when I get up to that age. But no, I'm only going to teenager years to 19. Um, far as talking about things that, you know, went on in my life, you know, for my up and coming teen talk show that, you know, people are listening and things like that i felt that it would be fair to go through my teenage years and this explain a little bit about me you know a little bit about the shit i've been through you know as to be kind of example and to anal anal as to why i am the way i'm today about being respecting myself and others and and respectful authority and and you know no fear inferiority complex and things probably why i'm so anal about that shit now but um but yeah we hung out me and lisa hung out we had a good time we made some friends or whatever like that and um i had um i think this was me and her was hanging out for a few years so i'm trying to think of some incidents that may have happened when me and her were together because like i said we were very good about being safe so, um, you know, we didn't really get into any much trouble up and then getting high and going to parties and having fun, going to clubs and things like that and stuff like that. And I'm um, trying to think, well, we don't really have any instances of anything that we did other than where after I had sex with Kibby, I took a break for eight months. Um, so if I had sex in February, I didn't have sex again until September or October. And by this time, um, was I still 16? I think I was because I was in love with this guy um, at the time um, that was in the military. He lived around Oxen Hill Village. Uh, DP. I'm not going to say his name. But, um, yeah, I was in love. This was puppy love. And um, he was the next person that I decided to let open these legs. Now, again... <laughs> This time, I was stupidly high off a love boat, and this girl named, her name, I'm going to say T, I ain't going to say no names, but um, uh, had told me, come on over here, we all over here hanging out, da-da-da-da-da, and they were very interested in making a fool out of me in front of guys. You know how girls are, some girls are jealous bitches, you know, try to say little things about you, that they know about you, about your personal life in front of dudes, because I guess, you know, they don't want the dude to like you or whatever like that, but... That didn't work because all them niggas was attracted to me around here. Because I kept myself fresh. I wasn't no motherfucking fool. I didn't take no shit off none of them niggas. No way. I wasn't giving up no pussy. So, you know, I didn't give a shit about what the fuck, you know, they, you know, wanted to talk about or not wanted to talk about. So, yeah. So, anyway, she come on. She come and hang over here, whatever, da, da, da. So, I go over there. I'm high shit. I'm fucking high off a boat. I'm looking stupid. I'm just sitting there rocking and looking stupid and rocking back. You know, like I'm drunk looking at him and, you know, just just real stupid. And they then they found that to be very funny. 
So I think that was the night that he decided, well, you know, I'm going to go ahead and get some pussy from her since she out of her fuck. She's going to shit, you know, because they, nine times out of ten, they likely told him that, you know, I probably have been smoking both or whatever. Like, so he's so far, you took me as fucking stupid. So anyway, we went to his house and once again, he wanted to eat my pussy. <laughs> you know what my dumb ass said? Oh, no, nah, no, nah, that's all right. I ain't into that. I ain't into that shit. I was more like, come on and put the dick in and, you know, let's do this. You know, dumbass. Now, if I would have probably let him eat my pussy, he probably would have respect me more. He probably wouldn't have did what he allowed his friends to do. And I was, I didn't know that at the time. See, I'm talking about about decisions when we're teenagers that, that we don't think through. You understand? Even though some things have a safety garnet or safety level or safety point where you stop at. And had I probably let him eat my pussy, he might have would have respected me more. You know what I'm saying? But because I didn't, you know, head over heels in love, we had an unfortunate incident. My uncle used to, um, I'm going to say D, and I'm not going to say no names, but um, he used to want me to stay away from this motherfucker because this motherfucker was 22 years old, and I wasn't nothing but like 16 going on 17. So he ain't like me hanging around this motherfucker no way. And then there's this other girl that was around there watching me. She was an older girl. I think it was Scotty's sister. Don't come in here. I think it was Scotty's sister. And she used to watch me do that. And she used to be disgusted with me as well and saying, why is this little girl doing this to herself, being impressed with this guy like that? And he ain't doing nothing but using her and talking about her behind her back and da-da-da and blah, 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 blah. And he was, you know, I used to call him day and night, night. I was in love, girl. I was in love. Okay, I was in love. But anyway, that happened um, with him as a result of, once again, being a teenager, being stupid and not watching what I'm doing and not making the right decisions and what the hell I'm doing. So, um, New Year's night, he came to my door. They had made a few other choices, um, but I was the last choice. And uh, I guess his last choice, last on his little list or whatever like that, you know, to be fortunately just, not fortunately, but unfortunately, just getting home from, you know, I was still New Year's, but it was New Year's night, was still getting, I think it was New Year's Eve. I'm not sure it was New Year's Eve, New Year's, I think it was New Year's Eve because I was just coming home from being out somewhere, probably with my sister or way across town somewhere doing something, this, that, and the other, whatever, blah, 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 blah. So he did it, so, um, so, um. We did it. We went over one of his friends' house, and we was doing it or whatever like that. And then, you know, all of a sudden, he walks out the room, and some other um, Keith walks in, or some other guys walk in, or whatever like that. And I talked them motherfuckers out. Uh, you know what I'm saying? I told Keith I had a fucking disease, <laughs> whatever. And the other guy ain't know whatever. And then, like a long story short, he let his friends rape me. And they didn't rape me, they didn't hurt me anything or, you know, punch me or, you know, no blood or no, you know, verbal, really verbal abuse, nothing but damn, sir, I knew your titties was this big and all that kind of shit, whatever like that. But making unwise decisions at a young age like that, um, you know, Ben's all, all that I've already learned, that would help me kind of get out of that apartment and, and, and get this strange ride home from what I believe was an angel. Because when I turned to look back to thank him, I didn't see him no more when I got out of that car. And what the strange part of it was that he had, I was walking down, I believe it's Branch Avenue, coming up from where they lived over there off of um, Suitland Road over there. uh, What's the name of that street? Homer Avenue or something like that over there. 
Um, and that's where Bo lived at. And um, where his house is what David used to do what he was doing and then blah, 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 blah. So, um, you know, he did that. I talked my way out of that other thing. So one of them didn't want to give up. He went on and went in. His name began with an H. And he just wanted the pussy because he'd been dying for Terry for so long that you just couldn't take it. He couldn't wait anymore. I said, wait. I'm not done. My grandchildren, I'm trying to be professional and then trying to, you know, entertain. They're a little bit older, so they're okay. They're not, you know, I'm getting ready to get off of here anyway. So he finally, he, we wanted the sex. He wanted the sex. He wanted the VD and everything. Cause I told him motherfuckers I had VD. See how smart I was? I mean, at the smart at the time, but for that situation, you know what I'm saying? Cause I was like, I was just laying low with David. I ain't know nothing. You motherfuckers. They had come to find out all these motherfuckers wanted some of Terry. I'm like, Oh, these bitches are something trying to hold them back from Terry. That's make them wanting me even motherfucking more. Were they doing some desperate shit like this? Cause this has got to be desperate. So anyway, the owner apartment after Ainsworth did what he did or whatever, and they went out the room or whatever and like that. David went back on a um, um, couch and um and 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 sat down or whatever. He's doing some eating or whatever. I don't know what he was doing, but um I told him before I left out the house because both because the owner of the apartment tried to come in the room. Oh, them other boys don't know shit. They don't know what the fuck they doing. Let me show you what a real man. Talking all this bullshit. I look at him. I say, motherfucker, you better get the fuck out of my face, Bo. Get the fuck out of my motherfucking face, man. What the fuck y'all think this is? I kept, I, I don't know what I kept asking him something like, why y'all doing this amigo? Why? I don't know what I kept saying. But anyway, um, I left out after I cussed Bo out. I left him out and left out. And like I said, that angel, it must have been an angel because this motherfucker had a fire hydrant, uh, a fire extinguisher. It was all kind of little crazy shit in the car. Like, you know, I'm like, I'm looking like, after I get in the car, I see all this little crazy shit. And one thing I remember was the fire hydrant that he had attached onto his uh, ceiling on the side of the passenger door, like in between the seat and the back door. And he had, you know, all this t- little weird shit in the car. And I and I don't know if he had a hat on. I, I don't I don't remember. I, I honestly believe that that was an angel because I had got out and walked down Suitland Road, get ready to walk back towards Oxen Hill Village. I had walked. I was going to walk. But this person uh, picked me up and dropped me off where, where I needed to be dropped off at. And like I said, when he dropped me off, I looked back to thank him and he was gone. So I'm going to close in. Be careful. And always be aware of your surroundings. Because usually your first intuition is usually right. And I'm going to leave that with that for 16 years old. If I got something else for 16 years old, um, I will come back and share it. And I do want something to have to say at the end of every show. But right now, I do want to say thank you for tuning in to Traveling Talent Ministries. Um, I am your host, Terry J. And as my dad used to say, God loves you and so do I. See you next Monday.